Bachelor? No, The Bachelor in general is like action But the very first pure episode of Pick up your mic and start talking about this into the microphone, please. Check, check, check. Check the story about The Bachelor. No, The Bachelor, like, the Bachelor is fine, especially the premiere episode where everybody comes out of the limos or like now, like they like ride horses or like Jeeps or like get in minivans. One guy showed up in a minivan. He's the guy who won. The guy who won last night showed up the first night in a minivan with oranges, like trying to like show he's a family man. Like... I mean, he leaves out the fact that he and his uh, first wife got divorced after two months. But, like, yeah, whatever. I mean, no big deal. Like, but, yeah, they all get out. And, like, you get to make fun of their jobs because, like, a lot of them are, like, social media influencer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's just a lot. That is not, like, none of that is a real thing. So like, here's, like, I, I'm glad to know that you watched this because, like, I have a few friends who watch The Bachelor, and I totally get it. Like, you're shame watching it for, like. No. What do you mean, no? I'm not shame watching it. I'm not actually interested in it. Like, if Anna. You actually enjoy it? No, if Anna didn't want to watch it, like, I definitely wouldn't watch it. Now, if we're going to start talking about Bachelor in Paradise, like, we're in a whole nother realm, <laughs> friend. Because Bachelor in Paradise is the, uh, I don't know how to really express this, but it is, it's the best it's the essence of reality TV, like boiled down into like something I can really like you know, get my teeth into. And it's like the continuation of like the old, like old school dating shows like blind date and fifth wheel. Like if you may remember some of those, Oh my God. Back in the old CW days. I am. I did not realize that you were this deep into the reality TV world. Well, like, fifth wheel was fantastic. See, I, stopped, fifth, I stopped at real world. Like Real World Four, I stopped. Yeah, once <sighs> once they went to Vegas in Real World, like I watched all the early Real Worlds. It was like documentary filmmaking kind of stuff. I can't believe I just said that about the Real World, but like yeah, I think you just way <laughs> over elevated. But like the real world. Re reality, like I got turned off by it because I just kind of like uh, uh, I definitely was like in a fantasy league in college over Survivor. That was a real thing that my roommate yeah. that my roommate ran a fantasy pickums league that you had to like pick plotline stuff. And I was actually fairly good at that game. But, like, I don't know if that's something I would, like, put out into the 2018 You're world. sitting here discussing with me about how you watch. <laughs> I'm trying to walk you through, like, you know, like this is like a lineage. Like, we've had dating shows since, you know, like. Like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. yeah like, that's mean, always been, been a forever. thing. But the fifth wheel was the one that took it. Like, nobody really talks about the fifth wheel. But the fifth wheel is the one that took it to a next level because it had that bus and then at all times, you could ask the person that you were dating if they wanted to go to the 15-minute room on the bus. And the 15-minute room is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen because like that, it, <laughs> that, that is the dirtiest sounding thing that I've ever been a part of. And it led to like fantasy suites on The Bachelor. But like it's an innovation. And we have to talk about the innovators or we lose them to history. So, so, so I, 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 just, I just I just wrote down Google the fifth wheel. <laughs> there you go. Good. Upon termination of this recording, the fifth wheel is a game changer, man. There you go. So, but I mean, like reality, I, reality TV junkies, they are a very real thing. Mm -hmm. People who are into reality TV are very into reality TV. Like it, it's it's like people who are into mountain biking, people who are into reality TV. It is a very real thing. I just did not. You've added yourself as a reality TV junkie. You are totally a reality a TV bat, junkie. I am uh, no. a dating show junkie. There's a difference. What, like, what other it's show? a subgenre. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Number one. 
Number two, like, I, what? I just want to see people fall in love and get together. Like, that's not really like bad. Yeah, sure. I mostly enjoy the train wrecks, but like, so it's like NASCAR and bike racing. Yeah, okay. I want to see people win and I want to see people crash. Did you, did you watch Survivor? Huh? Did you watch Survivor? Yeah, early Survivor. Like, early Survivor. Yeah, like, early, Survivor was like real world. It was like the early seasons were great. Yeah, like I was fine with it up until like maybe like Russell Hans. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. He started playing that like style and then. I mean, but Rudy was a damn hometown hero growing up in Virginia Beach, man. Like, if you saw Rudy hanging out at, like, the doctor's office wow. or getting a hot dog, like, it was a pretty big deal. Rudy was Rudy was impressive, man. Old Navy SEAL living in Rich, Virginia Beach. Richard, the first winner, is from Rhode Island. And <laughs> he was touting. For, for those for the, for people who don't know. From Rhode Island. For, for, the, for people who don't know. Oh, we got a lot of famous people in Rhode Island. Don't you be shit talking Rhode Island. For people in uh, dude, I'm, I'm an from hour, Rhode Island. I'll shit talk Rhode Island the entire time. And you know what I'll have to say over and over again? It's tiny. Literally, no one lives there, and you're a suburb of Boston. The entire state is somehow a suburb. I say the state of Rhode Island has everything that every other state has. We just have it extremely condensed and compact. It's like one foot of beach. <laughs> It's, it's like, like oh, it's like we have a mountain. It's like eight feet of beach. A bar. There are no mountains. <laughs> a bar. I was a just in, I was just in Rhode Island, and I went on like the Dave's Greatest Adventures tour throughout the state of Rhode Island. Throughout, and it, was it wonderful. took him twenty minutes. <laughs> it did take me twenty minutes wow. everywhere I went. I do and like I'm not gonna lie, I had to recalibrate. Four songs on the radio, and he's done. <laughs> I had to recalibrate. I really did. The B side of it. <laughs> It took me so long to get calibrated to Virginia distances when you had to drive someplace because everywhere is an hour from everywhere, yeah. and if not two hours from everywhere, that really bugged me because like like or just messed with me because two hours from Rhode Island, you're three states away. <laughs> like it's it's a very real thing, and I've been down here long enough that when I was just back home in Rhode Island, I actually had to recalibrate back to like wow, think you get from places so fast. There we go. That was pretty. We got from Bachelor in Paradise to uh, do Bachelor. In Paradise. I'm not screwing around. Bachelor in Paradise is great TV. <laughs> it is, dude. It is so good. Like it. It, it sounds terrible, but it's so good. And you it know why it's like so good? It's because it took three different incarnations of the show for them to hit on the right formula. But they kept trying, and they were willing to change. And we have to respect that too. And like they finally found them because they did Bachelor Games, and it sucked. They did Bachelor House, and it sucked. And then they were like, what if we just put all these people on a beach? I think it was called Bachelor Pad, not Bachelor House. But then they put all those people on a beach, and, and they gave him a funny bartender, all right? Because he's funny because he doesn't speak any English. He's the good guy, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are no heroes here, but he's the best guy. Jorge looks like a champion. That's what Jorge. <laughs> Jorge got so big he didn't even have to be on the show anymore, man. Like it was fantastic. I think that was his name. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to use this last part. I don't know that we do. Not Cut. this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I respect Sorry. you. You were such a you were such a reality TV junkie. I don't know. It's just that sh like, that show. Anna really likes The Bachelor. Like, Anna watches all those other weird ones, like the TLC ones. They're just but so. But Anna's rack. got such like a heavy real life job to begin with as principal of an elementary school that I also get that thing of like, I've just spent my entire like waking hours in hardcore reality of like making sure everything is yeah perfect. You want to come home and just watch 600 pound life. 
She wants to watch big people try to lose weight, but mostly just get angry at this doctor who shit talks them. That's the entire show, man. These people just show up at the hospital. I have to listen to it. Like, and these people just show up at the hospital and they're like, I know, I know Dr. Now. Like, that's his name, Dr. Now. He's like, yeah, I know Dr. Now. I know I got to lose like 700 pounds in order to get to a normal weight where I can walk again. But like, Man, I just love Chinese food so much. I mean, like, that's what the people say. The people are insane. Like, and the people, like, will come, and they will come back, like, for, like, follow-up visits, and they'll be like, I really hope that I've lost enough weight in order to become an inpatient pro and get that bariatric, like, whatever, the sleeve surgery, like, yeah. on the stomach. They're like, I really hope I've done it. I really think I've been doing great. Dr. Now will hoist those people up on that scale, and inevitably they weigh 300 pounds more than they did before they left. But I and like what like how can you fool yourself into thinking like I never walk around like oh man I did great this week when I know I did like shit and I ate like 18 cheeseburgers like you know you ate 18 cheeseburgers like you're aware of that stop lying to the camera like you, that weight did not sneak up on you nor did the first 600 pounds like it just didn't happen that way guys I think this podcast is about real estate <laughs> You were, the, you were also the only person sitting here that has not had a sip of alcohol. <laughs> no. I don't need it. Talk about Dr. Now. The damn idiot. <laughs> you want know, to talk about sister wives? I can talk about sister wives too. Sister wives is messed up stuff. Uh, I, I hate that I know all of those shows. You should know them. As part of the zeitgeist. If you don't know the zeitgeist, like, how do you relate to people? You're a realtor. You got to talk to everybody. That's how I filter out my clients. You just say, like, oh, are you in the 600-pound life? I'm sorry. I've got a friend that, that can take care of which this. Of these, which of these sh- <laughs> <laughs> I've got a referral for you. Which you of these a referral which, no, no. business based on 600-pound life? Which of these three shows do you like? Oh, you picked one? Okay, you're out. Yeah. Well, if it's Sister Wives, like, you should wow. be in because sometimes Sister Wives, like, those guys bought four houses. Like, I feel like that if the person's into Sister Wives, I feel like you stick with them. I'm not moving sheer, to Utah. On sheer volume. They don't live in Utah anymore. Now they live in Nevada. If you'd watched the last <laughs> season, you would know that. <laughs> and they own four houses at the end of the cul-de-sac. Anna was like, how are they affording all these houses? I was like, because of this show, Anna. That's how it works. Like, they get paid. It's like, what, did you think John and Kate – over there with their 19 children or whatever, bought that huge farm just because, like, John had been real working real hard as an IT specialist. No, they have a show. That's how they afford all the good stuff. If only we had had, like, a multiple birth, we could have had a show by now. I've told you for a long time I want to write a show around the Isley household. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that needs You've to be You've got written. it down to the... You- <laughs> Just need some cameras. You have every character needed exists in your house. Oh. I do watch Blackish sometimes, and I'm like, like you are, you are like a, a, a easy pilot pitch away from Kevin James <laughs> playing you on a TV show. Hey, look, man, I'll do that. I'll take that money. I'll take that yeah. Kevin James money. Yeah, I'll take that Kevin James money. <laughs> the title of his next I'm movie. Not <laughs> I'll, take I'll take that Kevin James money. <laughs> what are we talking about? Being fired? I, only, oh, only, only twelve minutes in. I yeah, I don't even know how to follow reality show riffs. 
I'm trying to steer you into like. I tried to get to real estate talking about sister wives. That's not bad. That's a real segue. I was trying to <laughs> steer you somewhere into like. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was hey, trying to. I was just trying to like, 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 like the good, like the good show, like the, 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 every cast member. Like, if you were wondering, who are the people out there that want to buy arms? It's the people that were the cast members of the Fifth Wheel. That's every single one of them. They would definitely buy arms. Trishel from Real World Las Vegas is definitely looking at an arm right now. (laughs) And then, yeah, not even like, not even like the arms that like somebody who had a real plan could use. Like they want the bad ones. They want the two, two, one, three, one arms that, you know, just, just enough to move in and unpack the boxes and you got to sell (laughs) or refi into a short sale. It's (laughs) great. It's going to go great. I feel like everybody on the fifth wheel probably did that with their fifth wheel money. There's no money. This is going to be a really creative edit. (laughs) Um, so, real estate? Do you want to do the intro? (laughs) 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 Yeah, let's do the intro. Did you watch the proposal at all? (laughs) Dude, that show was bonkers. (laughs) That show was nuts. They literally, they meet the person... They meet the person that day, and they're like, oh, I think I'm going to marry this person. But the, the the twist is, for 45 minutes of the one-hour show, one of the people sits behind a curtain, and you can't see them. And then they get married. Like In the 50s, we're like, all right, I might go on a date with you at the end of this 30-minute program. Here in 2018, we're like, you know what, Like whatever. Like, I mean, Tinder's out there. Like, We're going to get married. Like, Let's just do this thing. <laughs> it's hosted by what's his face uh the guy who used to be the quarterback for the giants uh, jesse uh yeah who, who does jesse like palmer jesse palmer who does play-by-play for uh <laughs> by the way jim duncan uh, jim, duncan, football when, guy. jim duncan when nest realty chipped in with that jesse palmer reference because he's probably watched every episode of the proposal that's all i'm saying because he also he also like beat out two people who work professionally in sports broadcasting. To, like, <laughs> I'm, to I'm down there. with Zeitgeist. You know, that guy, Jesse. He's the, <laughs> you know. Jim Duncan down with Zeitgeist. Yeah, down with like, Zeitgeist. Definitely not screening people away from this conversation. <laughs> Palmer actually comes out there when the people get rejected, and he goes, <laughs> Palmer looks at them and goes, "No shame." Like, no, there was all the shame. You have all the shame. You came, you came on this show. And they and the people, the funny, the best part is the very end when the person proposes, the other person is standing there and then watches the proposal and then slowly wanders off while the camera trails. It is wild, wild ass TV. Like, this is what I'm saying. Isn't this isn't this just like like we're gonna put human humiliation on display oh no black mirror like people watch that and think black mirror is in the future black mirror is happening right now black mirror is a documentary dude it's, black it's the a documentary <sighs> dude they're, they're just exploring like different ideas the other ideas are already here <laughs> like we have the other we have like black mirror doesn't need to write like next like another season like we have those ideas the proposal is here already. like if it's they wrote nightmare. if they wrote black mirror 15 years ago, it would actually be everything that's going on right now. Yeah, dude. Like, we've lost our minds. Bye.
you can talk me into a good time. I'm really excited to hear your story because when I was in Rhode Island, like that trip was. A Are we still in Rhode Island? Business trip, but a little bit of friends. Always Rhode Island. But it was that trip was 50 percent music and 50 percent motivated seen, by like, my two stomach. Two square miles affects someone so much. Do you think I can't just mute you while I'm editing all of this so they can just hear me talk? <laughs> You can, but like people will, people I have, will demand that to be rectified. I have easily f- like five food things to tell you about All that right. I'm really excited to tell you about. Like while I was there, I was like, "Man, Bart talks a lot of shit around just to get under my skin." But if he were here for this, he would be very into this. <laughs> what? Is- <laughs> but I want to hear your first. I want, I'm not, I'm not going to cut off your Charleston food tour story. Oh, so like I just thought, like I thought a food, I thought a food tour would suck. Like, I mean, when I go to a place, I do try and, like, follow that sort of Anthony Bourdain ethos, like, be a traveler, not a tourist. Like, right, I wanna, correct. I want to live there. Like, I want to live there. Like, I want to plug into what's going Get on. Get your feet in the local stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, I and, like, that goes way back to, like, that's how my dad, like, goes to places. Like, Same. Me he too. wants to eat at a hot dog or a hamburger place, like, right in the center of town. Like, he knows that that's, like, you're going to see, like, real people who ever live in that city that's probably where they're going to be eaten like so that goes way back and um i think that like a food tour to me sounded like something like overly commercialized i would like i like immediately thought of like the tours that my grandmas used to go on where they like get on a charter bus and like (laughs) they drive into like branson or something yeah yeah and then like i don't know that's just what i thought but like it legitimately was like the lady who did it, like did an awesome job of like putting together like a combination of places that were like sort of like what I said, like what I thought, like a, like a little overly commercialized, a place to try to hype itself, right? And then like we went and ate at a um, this place that uh, had no sign, like no nothing, like had like six seats in it, and like it turned out that like it was I remember the guy like the. It was like a playground for chefs, I guess, in like Charleston or whatever. Right. And like, so these guys would just like go and they, they would do two seatings a night, like 24 people total each seating. And then they would just like cook the crap out of something ridiculously amazing. I remember the guy had like sort of like a big growth on his neck, like this uh, chef. So, like, I mean, like, chefs are always like that. Like, the best chefs are like, these sort of weird outcasts, you know? Yes. They're like you know musicians. They're like yeah. musicians. Or like the, Chefs are like musicians. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying, like, I, it wasn't like the like like some level of, like, oh, man, that guy really needs to have that looked at. It was just, like, a noticeable feature. A noticeable feature yeah. of the person. Sure. I bet he's had it looked at. Um, <laughs> but the... <laughs> But like I'm just saying, like I mean, like dude, you don't have something like what this guy had. Like you're not like, all right, let's check it out. Make sure it's nothing like terrible. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but like we went there and like that was like like the little like the it was like tiny little pieces of food, but like it was amazing. Everything tasted really great, and you felt like that you understood, you know, why they had this space that they kind of. I don't know. It was clear like they were trying to kind of keep it separate from like other like thing. They were trying to like kind of keep it as a spot that like stayed pure, like yeah, had that artistic integrity. And like, I, I don't know. It was just, it was neat to see that. And like, I didn't think I would see that on like a tour, like tour itself. Like, How did you find the tour? I don't know. Anna signed us up for it. Okay. Like she found it online. I'm sure like it's the same way that like when we went down to Charleston, like Anna, like really decided she wanted to catch a fish, like a large <laughs> fish. And she wanted like a picture for Facebook of like a large fish. I mean, when we went on this, like it was supposed to be this, badass charter and it was like all like inshore so it was like we were going to be fishing for a lot of different stuff around like i love stuff like that 
Um, I don't want to get way out on the water, like catch a marlin. Like, I, like that's too far from land. Um, I want to be like inshore and like just some good grouper and snapper and red whatever drum. Whatever it is, in. man. Like, I don't care. Like, in. Yeah, big and, fish for Facebook. Yeah, big fish for Facebook. That's <laughs> what Anna was doing. <laughs> I'm not embarrassing her. She'd admit that. Like, but I went on the tour though, and like it was the opposite. Like I was so amped for that tour, and like it sucked because the dude like threw his back out the night before and vaped the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> And so that tour sucked, but I've been like amped about that for like a month. I was like, this is going to be sick. Like we're going to catch these big fish. Like this is going to be awesome. And then I was like a food tour. I was like, this is going to be so lame. Like I'd rather like find a place. Like, no, it was great. Like you really like understood like a neighborhood. You understood like why, like why the neighborhood was changing. You understood like what. So I totally get why you were like skeptical of it because you just think, you know, tourist trappy idea. But it was actually yeah. like done and researched well. And no, right. it was awesome. Yeah. And the guy, I want to be clear, the charter guys, I didn't say their name or anything, but the charter guys, when Anna called and complained, and boy, she complained. Um, <laughs> when Anna called and complained, the guy was like, I will take you out tomorrow again, and we will like get on some fish. We'll figure it out. And I was like, no, I'll just take half my money back. <laughs> you know why? Because she was the only one who caught a fish on that trip with the vapor. So she had gotten her picture for Facebook. She didn't give a damn about Barb's picture. Plus, we had a reservation at Husk later that night. So, you know, we're good. What are the things you wanted to tell me about? Phenomenal story. Before we get there, Jim, you've done some traveling this summer. You went to Portland. I did go to Portland. What did you eat? You kind of strike me as the traveler and not tourist kind of guy. So you look like you were going to try and, like, get your feet into the local scene. Portland was, well, I'll give you... There was one place in Portland I went that was, I don't know how to describe it, but it was really, really good, so unusual with how I typically eat. Everything in there was organic and fresh and green and raw. And yeah, it was, I think if I ate it for like six weeks, I would be the healthiest man on earth. But Fred Armisen, Fred Armisen played you in like four different episodes <laughs> of Portlandia. It Continue. was, it was. Yeah, it, it was expensive and it was good and it was tasty. It was biz- quite bizarre and something I couldn't do on, an, on a on a daily basis. But my favorite part about Portland was when I went in. I got there ten thirty, eleven o'clock, and found a place for breakfast. And it was awesome because it was a bar. I was eating breakfast, good breakfast, and the pride parades going on. Yeah, you know, it was fantastic. And the guy walks in and says, "Take two shots of tequila." Bartender's <laughs> like, "Huh? Two shots, straight up." All right, done. Took him, took him down and walked out. So that was my first experience in Portland. Um, I dig Portland. But no, I mean, I was, you, you were talking about your food tour. And, I, and when I, a lifetime ago, I did travel for, I traveled for, for my second job. And I, again, I, when I traveled, you know, in, in Europe many years ago, I would, you know, I'd go to hostels and I'd live that life. And I think that's how you should do. And I was in Altoona, Pennsylvania. I'll never forget this. And some of the guys in the place where we were working took it out, took us out to dinner and a little, like a, it was like a bar, like you saw in um, uh, what was that show? Uh, Matt Damon with uh, the, in Boston, Southie. <laughs> Fuck, what movie, what movie was that? You pissing Dave off right now? <laughs> it's Goodwill Hunting. Dave, <laughs> tell us why you're pissed <laughs> off. Oh, so it's Goodwill Hunting, Jim. Oh, double bonus. Thanks for the movie. Oh and thanks my for the god, kids. Jim. <laughs> That was so good. No, that was so good. Was it a Harvard bar? 
No, it's a street in the, the back corner neighborhood. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my day is complete now. This is fantastic. You have oh. Anyway, I'm moving my on. God. And we went in. We're eating dinner with these guys in the place where we were working, and and we ordered steak and cheese. And the waiter said, "Do you want a salad?" The wrong city, but yeah, no, no, I know. But it was. I'm, I'm thinking of the street, the streetscape. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going down, and we, we're eating our. Getting our food, and she says, "Do you want to? Do you want a salad with your steak and cheese?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want a salad. I'm trying to be healthy. My steak and cheese comes with the salad. The salad is fries." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> your salad is not fries. <laughs> fries are not a salad. It's a vegetable, I guess, or a fruit, but they it's not Southie. He wasn't in Southie. I was in, I was, he was in know, Altoona. I was talking about the streetscape. Very similar streetscape to you know. Yeah. What I saw in, it in just looked like hunting. a street. Not everything's about Boston. Not everybody uh, just visits there, Dave. It was a back street. I, d- I stopped in Altoona. <laughs> how, uh, how instantly you realized. <laughs> it was so good. I knew it was. That and that's why I let it simmer. I let it sit for like 10 seconds. I knew because it was. I, knew too. It. I was like. He's trying to describe Goodwill Hunting right now, like, and I'm trying to decide: Do I just ask him to leave my house, or do I actually just murder him and no. bury him in my backyard? So, was that a good movie or a bad one? Because I only saw pieces. That's a really good movie. Oh my god! Uh, now oh you're just pissed. Oh my god! Now that was deliberate. I stopped in Altoona. I stopped Listen. in Altoona myself this summer on the way up to Buffalo, and uh, I went to the weird. I went to the um, oh, Mallow Cup Factory. It was like right yep. there in downtown. Yeah, and like it said, like they had this big sign. It was like, "Hey, there's a big store inside." And I was like, well, "I go to a candy store. Like, I got no problem with that." Dude, we walked in. It was literally a closet with somebody selling mallow cups. <laughs> it was so small, and it was like, "This is so awkward." We were just standing here. It was like fac- factory rejects of mallow cups. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, so before we get to your world, okay, what what is? If you had one place to take somebody in Charlottesville, for, say, here's here's my Charlottesville meal. If you're doing your own little food tour, besides Bodo's. Could we do food tour, like, morning two. through the evening? Give me two. Breakfast or lunch and dinner. My favorite meal in Charlottesville is Thai cuisine that's up behind Stonefields to get boat noodles. Boat noodles at Thai okay. cuisine is my favorite meal in Charlottesville. Now, here's the deal. I'm a little biased. My buddy Jay Pun is a yep. brilliant musician. He owns that restaurant. Jay played my wedding. Him and him and Moana played my wedding. I am not joking. That's my favorite meal in Charlottesville. Okay. You, is he there said a you could give him two. I give you two. Second place is tough. All right, Bart. I mean, like I'm gonna go whiskey jar because it's probably my most frequented. I would go Monoloco, but it's the gone. I'm pouring one out for my boys at Monoloco. I'm not okay with Monoloco being gone. I'm really not. That was a rough the, week, the bro. Rent got, the rent a, got too damn it's, high. It's been, <laughs> it's been a rough week, and the rent got too damn high. I think that you need to show – I always feel like the Charlottesville is like a dichotomy. Like there's, there's like two different Charlottesville's. Maybe there's more, but like to me there's like some distinct ones. Um, and I think you go to lunch at Mel's. I was gonna. Uh, I was. Man. I was going to call bullshit immediately if Mel's is not on your list. I've been eating at Mel's <laughs> since I was a second year in college. No, first year in college. I can't. I was coming back from playing broomball at the ice park um, with like 
I don't know. It was probably I rushed really hard. This is UVA. going way off the wires. We could have just stopped with. But it could have been. No, everybody likes a little. Like, this is some nice color that I'm adding to the story. <laughs> it's great. Like, dude, this is, it's a long form. Like, like this medium is long form. All right. Like, Correct. Correct. And you're going to edit it. It's fine. I have started and stopped this podcast like eight times. I can edit all this out and just make this sound seamless. I did. I stopped. I stopped there. I think I was rushing fraternities. I did a lot of rushing without ever intending to pledge. Um, I ate all kinds of free stuff. I played paintball seven times in a week. It's a great story. We'll save it for another time, but I spreadsheeted everything out. I kind of do want to hear. I kind of do want the Bart Rushes fraternities with no intention of joining said fraternities podcast. 21, 21 first invites. I went everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And like at the end, like one group of guys like legitimately wanted to like build a pledge class around me and my friends. And we're like, oh, dude, we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. We all, it was seven of us, and we all said no. Um, Many thanks, but no. Yeah. But no. I, and so I think it was coming playing broom ball down at the ice park. I was riding back. I needed something to eat. Mel's was open. I was like, man, that place looks like it's pretty good. Pulled over. I've been eating there forever. You know, they know me. Uh, they know everybody in the community. You know, we were eating there a couple of weeks ago, and a professor from UVA was up there, and uh, my wife talked to him and said, like, hey, it's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed your class. And we're sitting out there, and he sat outside at Mel's, and a homeless guy walked by, and he saw the guy, started talking to him, walked inside, told Mel to put, you know, give this guy a plate of food and vegetables. Let's get him taken care of today. Just put it on my tab. I mean, it's like it's real – it's like a community hub for everything like around there. I feel like, I mean, like, and it's just always, if been you that were to way. point to like a central point in Charlottesville to be like, where is a place where you need to go see Charlottesville? Dude, It's hard to argue against Mel's it's professors and it's people from the neighborhood. And it's, yeah, I mean like them, they know how you want to eat your food. They know, like if you've been going there long enough, I don't know. I don't understand how they know everybody's like, I know that I frequent there a lot, but like I see people come in that like haven't been in for like months and they're like, they know exactly what their order is going to be. Like, can I go to Mills with you next week? Dude, absolutely. Anytime, man. I mean, I'm going to get, I can't believe we have, first of all, I haven't been to Mills in way too long because I don't go out to eat very (laughs) often. But like when I first moved to Charlottesville, Mills was like a, oh my God, that's my spot. Three, three piece greens and mac and cheese is not a lot. There's not a lot better. It's the South. It's Charlottesville. It's everything. I think it's pretty great. I think if you see that part of Charlottesville, then I think the other part, like, I mean, when we have like a special occasion or whatever, we always want to go to Moss. And Moss like, is your joint been, too. And like, to me, like that's the other part of Charlottesville. Right. It's like this other sort of, you know, it's the gentrified, I guess. The highbrow. The, yeah, the highbrow yeah. version of Charlottesville. And See, I don't know if I would call that the gentrified because Tomas was a for, forerunner of, of everything that, I think he's yeah. out ahead of that game, right? But I think that's what it's become, like just it, it, around, around Moss in large part. I, but I think that it's it, like it one built of those, a it built around Moss. That's I mean, right. Like, I, mean, I got to give Moss credit to that. It right. started it, and everything the local Tavola, um, what's so the coffee gen- spot, Lataza, so all yeah. of it built around it, Moss. Authentic. I, I know everybody hates that word authentic now, but like Moss is as authentic Charlottesville as it gets. Like I, I think, like, I think if you take that, like yeah, like again, there's two sides of Charlottesville, but I think you look at that one, you look at that, it's a it's a town of a lot of personalities. I think that gives you a pretty good idea of of the entire breadth of that spectrum. Yeah. Now that Charlottesville, that and that carne asada is. is off the chain, good <laughs> dude. That tortilla is cooked in duck fat, and I don't even understand how that works, but like I'm super <laughs> in for it. 
duck fat tortillas for life. Like I don't understand. Taco Bell should start having duck fat tortillas. Just start laying those things down. Of course, the should, duck. Should the should duck we, would be an air quote. Should we do the top three places in Crozet? Um, because yeah. I got my top three Crozet spots. Are there more than three? There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, small, bro. See, Dave, see, I got Dave a lot grew more up where three. everything has been small his whole life. It's <laughs> like a guy straight. who grows up in a dollhouse. Like, he just, no, like, he just I doesn't grew up know. In the, like, my, Newmarket, New Hampshire is legitimately Crozet, Virginia, 12, 15 hours north. All right, hang on. Anyway, so Ace Biscuits and Barbecue. No doubt. That's good. Good, good dudes, oh, too. That's good. Good people, good, good, people, good, good food. People. You know, it... it the ODB is just phenomenal. It just it, there's there's nothing bad there, and the people no, are phenomenal. No, the people Ace's, are great. Ace is top of the notch. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think Ace, and then I would probably go. I don't know. I had dinner at Maya the other night. Maya's classic. You know, it, it's been there for like fifteen years. Maya's classic. You know, and it's it's just good food. Continental Divide is another classic one that gets yeah. undervalued. Okay, in so the Divide. I spent way too much time and money and energy and. Hangovers at Town and, and money, but when back when Seville, when they had every restaurant in Charles had the little like two, one sentence blurb. Yeah, theirs was something about the food, high backed wooden bar, so you don't spill your tequila. Yeah, I drank so much tequila. <laughs> I have drank an unreasonable amount of tequila Good on God. multiple occasions at Continental Divide. But it's just you know, you know I'm not in that stage of my life anymore, so I don't I don't go there as often because you can't relive the tequila days. You know, we but should it's, not relive the tequila you, days. You, you probably can. You really ought not. But you know, I the, can once, the divide, and then I need no, five days no, or a week and a half. Yeah, so the divide was was a place that I went much when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say you know again, I think that Ace is my my breakfast spot if I get the opportunity to go out for breakfast. Yeah. And it's not Bodo's. The first time someone got me a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Do their sausages on site. The sausage. The is, first oh, time someone got me one of those. I'm hungry. First of all, I didn't eat literally the rest of the day. You don't need. And to. I nibbled the next day. Yeah. I was so full. It was also I've never I've never gone through like a break in eating because of one single meal like that in a long time, and I was like. Nope, I'm still very good about this. Mm-hmm. It they was did. Last so time I was good. in there, they'd done some badass pit beef or something. Jeez. And the guy was like, I don't know, they were like trying to serve it as like a platter. It just and I was like, beef. what if that was on like a biscuit? He was like, we can do that for you. Like he like they just like sat there and like he was like, hey, just put that, like put the thing that we usually do on the bread, like put that on the biscuit. And I was like, that sounds great. And then he like took a picture of it for Facebook. Like he's on it, man. Yeah. Like that place is good. They chased away Nazis. Like, I'm good with them. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We also, at some point, needed to do a, like, best food truck. We could do that. We need to not do that one right now. But no. we, but I want to do a best food truck. He just truck. wants to talk about 106. What's that? He wants to talk about 106. <laughs> yeah, I become, do. By the All way, I want to do is talk your, about 106. Your Facebook post where you said that, like, if you see them, like, over by Star Hill, you just, like, hit the brakes and I pull f- over. I do. That's I have done that Anna so many times. Food trucks, and that has become a running joke in our family. And I'm like, Anna, you know, when you see 106, you know what you got to do? Just hit the brakes and pull <laughs> over. I'm so glad. <laughs> I am so glad that that is a part of you guys' <laughs> routine. Have you had the waffle truck? The waffle truck is also super dope. Oh my god! It's there's we so have, much food. We have done the chicken and waffle and that like chocolate like uh-huh. Sunday waffle thing uh-huh. that they do. 
we just get two of those and like the whole family that that's our dinner for the night. We had we, we had have the, a like we had I had like five thousand calories that night. We had the each of those trucks at, at Nest for like an agent. You know, we we let, let our agents know we like them and we have food trucks. Sweet Jesus, the amount of food that each of those places puts together is unreal. It and but the waffle truck, man. Have you wow. eaten at one hundred and six? Yeah, man. One hundred and six is so good. Or whatever schnitzel or what? I don't know. Have you had the burger? I mean, like, there's you a lot the of cheese burgers. Steak? <laughs> have you had their cheesesteak? I'm sure the cheesesteak is good, man. I'm no, sure it's good. No, you have no fucking no. idea. I have to just, like, I don't even deal with food trucks anymore because Anna has no interest in food trucks. Like, she feels like the entire Anna's... culture is pretty overblown. <laughs> and Anna doesn't understand. Like, Anna has a lot of beef, like, with the lack. Like, Anna I'm also a, a big lot fan of, of John Favreau films. And so, like, food trucks <laughs> and Cuban sandwiches are both a big deal in my I life mean, like, due to that film. I'm just saying, like, she Anna's take is that like she wants a fountain drink, and if she's gonna like pay for food from a food truck, and there's no fountain soda, like she's just Anna needs in. sheets. That's what that's what she likes. Like a, that's fine. Did you ever eat a it is fine. Did you ever eat a B Bone Cafe? Where was that? Mm. It was it was in um, Salem near Roanoke. Had a, no. the bumper sticker said, um, "Food so bad. good." I lived in Salem Foods, for a year. Food so good, you think you st- we stole your mama. I did see that sign. I did yeah. not eat there. More of a Texas tavern guy. Ooh, Ate there over the weekend. That was good. Oh, boy. Cheesy <laughs> Westerns do not sit well with you two <laughs> to three days later. Oh, boy. So I went up to Rhode Island, and it, this was like 50% like music and business related, and it was 50% stomach related. That's bad math. And I had, no, it was, it should have been more <laughs> stomach related is what you're saying. Like, I had some boxes that I needed to check off when I was going up there. And there were a few of them that, like, caught my attention. Like, he's, Bart would be He's going to talk about the calamari now. <laughs> I am going to talk about the calamari. <laughs> but I'm going to make it quick because a description of calamari doesn't need very much. You need to... Everyone outside of Rhode Island does calamari wrong. They do it wrong. <laughs> You point, keep talking, and, and I'm going to find a story I'll read for you. Point Judith Calamari, and all this is calamari with marinara sauce. Are you going to Google point Judith Calamari? You just talk. You talk about it. I'm going to put the mic you down. Go, you keep you just talk. Like, I'm just wax philosophical about like this calamari that you guys, like this Olive Garden level no. calamari that the, you guys the, are walking the one around most with. Of all, the one most of all is like, this is undeniable to Bart. This is like, you're literally standing up to like walk away right now. When I finally rounded the bases and got to clam cakes and chowder and a lobster roll, and I will say that Iggy's has always been the place in Rhode Island to go get this. And my best friend Dave was like, dude, Iggy's has gone south, but Tommy's, to which my wife responded, of course it's named Tommy's. Tommy's, <laughs> Tommy's had a $15 lunch that was clam cakes and chowder and lobster rolls. Is a clam cake like a crab cake, but with clams? No. It's closer to like fried dough. But like a cl- funnel cake? <laughs> it's closer to like a funnel cake that you get at a carnival. <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> yes. It's closer to a funnel cake that you get at a carnival. But there's clams sprinkled in there? And the dough is actually made with like clam juice and clam sauce and all that stuff. So they're literally, but they're literally just grabbing like an ice cream scoop and dropping it in the oil and it fries like up. Like a hush puppy. Like a hush puppy. But with clams, full of clams, like big ass giant frigging clams. So that is where it's like a clam, uh, crab cake. And you pull the sucker out, and you so you've got like these fried hush puppies, but it's not hush, it's not corn based, it's flour based. So it's 
with a few clams floating around in there. With if you apparently Iggy's is now like maybe a clam, and Tommy's is just like some few clams that are in there. And then you get your little, and then you get your some thing Rhode of Rhode Island shit. This is some Rhode Island some shit. You clams. That's the most Rhode Island shit I've ever heard. <laughs> some few clams. <laughs> And so you take your clam cakes. We got and clams you break for them in days. Half, and you just dip your clam cake into your chowder and then you eat your clam cake. That is the move. And the chowder was just I'm ti- I'm tired of trying to like have chowder that is not from New England. It is it is a different thing up there. It's not a joke. It's real up there. It's real. Okay. And then lobster rolls. <laughs> it was real to me, damn it. <laughs> and the lobster roll with a buttered with a buttered grilled roll, cannot beat it. You don't have to convince me on lobster rolls, man. Like, I mean, I blew all as the, much all shit the as cash you give. Anyone gave us from our wedding. I do have a life goal, and, rolls. and I will be. I do have <laughs> a life took goal. It, we literally took it off the table, put it in our pockets, went on our honeymoon, and spit it on lobster. <laughs> but that There's was no, it. nothing wrong with that at all. No, it was a great move. I don't feel bad about it. Sure, that money would be worth a lot more today, but made, it wasn't in my good, belly. No, you made good choices in life. You made good choices in life. Yes. Lobster rolls is a good way to spend that money. Yeah, lobster rolls. What I'm saying is I haven't even gotten into the veal chop I had. I have pictures of the <laughs> veal chop. <laughs> veal chop. On that, on that note, Dave. The bone and veal chop that I had on Friday night. <laughs>